All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Performance for Life podcast here with Pat Danava, Chris Leone, and myself, Jake Laspinato. And here on this podcast is where we talk all things performance for life, whether that being health and wellness, whether that being personal development, mental, emotional, spiritual development, and really hoping to bring a lot of value to the listeners out there. I'm extremely excited about today's episode. We have a fellow coach and actually one of my coaches on the podcast today, and it's going to be super powerful. I'm super excited. Nick Devlin, thank you, man, for being here. Really, really appreciate it. And I'm really excited to uh, see how things go today. A little bit about Nick and what he's about, and I'll, I'll let him kind of get into it and share with you all. And I'm actually really excited because I'm excited to hear more about this mysterious man the man, the myth. So Nick in his past lives, including being a punk rocker, an engineer, an army ranger, Ivy League MBA, Fortune 500 corporate manager, and now father, husband, entrepreneur, and life coach. Nick is a leader in the revolution for human freedom, helping people connect to purpose and play and embrace the idea that life is a big adventure, which has provided a lot of value to me in my life. And Nick, man, thanks for being here, brother. Yeah, man. Thanks for that intro. I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah I'm super... to you guys. I, I love to start this way. And I should say we love to start this way, especially with having our guests on and, and talking a little bit more about Nick, you know, like who, like where you started, what got you to this place of, of helping people and, and having that passion to share, you know, your passion with the world and bettering people's lives. So I'm, I'm excited to hear a little bit more, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, man. And first of all, I mean, before I get into kind of my journey here, I'd love to share my big dream. Mm. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. please. Please all do. Right, cool. So my big dream is to help create a world where people wake up connected to purpose, right? to a dream for their lives and fully energized and alive to live. That's my big dream. Mm. And, you know, I'm living that now awesome i'm helping people do that i'm doing that in my own life but it wasn't always this way right you know i grew up kind of a middle class family you know my dad had his own business my mom worked you know decent job whatever and then as i was growing up you know i was absorbing everything around me all these all these ideas from really the industrial age right which we all kind of grew up in and we've all absorbed so I did all the things I thought I was supposed to do, right? You know, go to a decent college, get a good job, you know, get a good relationship, all those kind of basic things that I, that I thought added up to success, right? And the whole time, I really wasn't happy, you know, because I was living for other people's expectations, for other people's beliefs, you know, and that industrial age that we all absorbed is all about command, control, and compliance, right? It's authoritarianism, it's hierarchy, and it's about, you know, that factory idea of like standardization, comparison, control, right? So everybody has to kind of fit this mold. And I, I absorbed that, right? So what that meant was that my uniqueness wasn't allowed to come to light, right? Any kind of like oddity or weirdness you know, I buried that, I hid that. And, you know, I have, I had, like you mentioned all these different chapters where I, I've always had this rebellious streak, but I buried it because I was trying to fit in. Right? I was trying to play it safe. And ultimately 
That led to a few years ago, a point where I had achieved all these milestones of success right, by outside measures. You know, I had gone to the Ivy League. I had this job as a corporate manager. I was making decent money, you know, and my marriage was on the rocks. And I didn't have the relationship with my kids that I wanted. And I didn't really have meaningful relationships around me personally. I wasn't doing things that lit me up. You know, I was really completely burnt out, frustrated. You know, my health wasn't good. All these kind of things started to come crashing down. And I was very fortunate to have a friend ask me a powerful question. He said, do you want to stay married? Oh, I didn't know that was the question that we were asking right now. Because <laughs> I had these blinders on still, right? Of like, just go, go, go. I mean, I'm an achiever, right? I'm type A, you know, hard charger, get it done. Mm. But I was chasing all these external things, all the wrong things that weren't making me happy. Mm. So once I realized, you know, that question is what really cracked it wide open. And I realized that I had to start living my life in a different way. I had to start being more intentional about what I really wanted and what that meant for how I had to live. And uh, I turned it all around. We had moved to New Jersey for this job that I got this big company. And after just under a year, I quit my job. We moved back to New Hampshire, really started to trust. That's kind of the biggest lesson I learned overall. And from that time is moving from control to trust. And so, you know, I say that I was addicted to control and I actually found the steps to unravel that. And that's led to all sorts of, you know, talk about a rabbit hole of letting go of the things that don't serve me. You know, I have a completely different set of habits and lifestyle now than I did you know, a few years ago. But it really all came down to that realization of like, hey, I need to let go of control, start living a more intentional life. Once I did that and started to lean into like possibility, all sorts of things started to be revealed. Uh, I don't know if you guys have read The Alchemist. Oh, book, right? dude, that yeah. is the most impactful book I've, I've to me, that was yeah. the first book I read that was like changed my life. Yeah, amazing book, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you're curious about purpose and how the universe kind of supports you and challenges you, so it's a great story. And in my life, started to kind of mirror some of the some of the elements of that that story. In that, you know, I started to follow the omens, right? Started to follow the breadcrumbs. It was like, oh, okay, I don't have to live this way. You know, I can be free in this area. And then it was like, oh, what's this over here? You know. So I kept chasing. I started to look into more personal development stuff. I was going to workshops, you know, I started to get more and more clarity until one day it just all kind of, it popped. Like it really was like a divine revelation, you know, like, Oh, I'm supposed to be a coach. I really was like that. And then I meant, okay, great. Now what? <laughs> That's yeah. true. So then I hired my first coach and I, you know, I started setting some goals around it and getting really serious and intentional about that. And here we are today. You know, this is my life. I've got a business full-time coaching and helping people to live their life like a big adventure. Love it. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Damn, man. Yeah. A lot just came up. A lot. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, no, for me, like, I'm just like, damn, like, you know, I, I feel like a big breaking point for me too was like, I always felt that way growing up was having to fit into like societal norms, you know, like, my family growing up, like my dad, uh, mechanic, kind of blue collar, very hard worker. So I always saw that. I always had that work ethic, but I was always living my life for other people. What I thought was going to make other people happy. And 
you know, mm-hmm. getting out of high school and going into trades. I was like, oh, if I get into trades, you know, that's oh, I'm gonna make my dad proud. Like that's gonna that's gonna be awesome. And like, you know, if I have a steady relationship with a woman, this is gonna be, you know, oh, it just looks so good. And it's like rewarding because I'm getting all this like these outside voices, like, oh, I'm so proud of you for working your ass off. And you know, it's like good. But then I have all these like these pains deep down, like these longings and yearnings for like more to like really fulfill myself on a deeper level. And it's funny because kind of one of those breaking points was when my high school girlfriend and I broke up and then I read The Alchemist. And like that was like, boom, it was like complete shift for me. That was just like, I feel like that was my first dose of like, almost in a sense, like awakening, if you would, into like, oh, there's more than just this like you know, these, these kind of walls that I've been like, I think you said, Nick, like you had the blinders on. So that's so beautiful, man, because it's a beautiful journey, but it's like, it's a challenging one to break through that. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I love what you said about that realization, you know, and having this kind of pain inside or this like other idea of what your life could be. And for me, that actually showed up in a very real way. Like I had this image of myself while I was, you know, running the corporate hamster wheel. In my mind, I had this other life of like being the adventurous guy, getting outside, having fun, you know, connecting with people. And, and it's almost like this alter ego, but it, it didn't exist except in my mind. You know? and, so, yeah. and so once I started to kind of wake up and, you know, come more alive, I, I was able to recognize that and then pull from that inspiration to create that life, right? Because that's like what that yearning looked like for me, these images of being outside and having adventures. And so my, my business is built around that idea as well, right? Like when I say I'm helping people live their life like a big adventure, I mean that metaphorically, like the freedom of, you know, hey, you can lean into this adventure. And yes, there's going to be fear. There's going to be uncertainty. There's also excitement and possibility. But I also mean that literally. I'm blending in my coaching business these experiences of adventure and nature. And, you know, so I kind of, I, my umbrella term for what I do is I lead a transformational adventures to freedom. So that's with group coaching. That's one-on-one. We're pulling in the spirit of play, spirit of adventure. I have events where we go rock climbing and, and do some group coaching workshop stuff as well. And this is all building to the, the big dream of having these like multi-day adventures in the backcountry, you know, where we like get dropped off by helicopter and, you know, land now or way back do, you know, some deep inner work along the way and then kind of celebrate together at the end, you know? So I've got really big dreams and it's, it's all, it's all based on this idea that really became inspired by this alter ego I had to live these transformational adventures and lead transformational adventures for other people. So cool, man. And, you know, I think the fact that, you know, you're kind of building a community where, you know, you have people at point A where, you know, they don't have that fulfillment. They don't know their purpose. They're unhealthy physically, mentally, you know, they're this identity and, you know, to provide that kind of community where, you know, you're around other people who are at that same point as you, it really gives people that comfort knowing like they're not in it alone. And, you know, you're creating those experiences for those people to, like I said, manifest a new identity. And, you know, for me, you know, I mean, I, I played football for eight years by no means was I a naturally athletic person. You know, I was overweight as a kid, you know, coming from a Hispanic background. I mean, you could probably imagine like, 
you know, the foods that we eat. I mean, it was tortillas, carne asada, like, I mean, it, it was very processed foods, you know, very high in sugar. You know, I would always play video games. And so, you know, growing up, like I said, I just would just continue eating and wasn't really moving. And then one year, I think it was like seventh grade, my dad was like, hey, you're playing football. And I remember I hated it for the first year. Like, and I don't think I've ever told this story, but it was our first game and it was an away game. So we had to like pack our bags, my shoulder pads and all that. And I purposely forgot my cleats so I couldn't play because I was fearful of, you know, getting hit. And, you know, what if I made a mistake and, you know, all those right negative things. And so, and it's funny, I told my dad that like actually a couple of weeks ago, and we were just talking about football and like, I was just like, Hey, I don't know if I ever told you this, but yeah, I purposely like forgot my cleats at one time and I faked cried it because, you know, I wanted him, I wanted to make my dad proud, you know? And I think it kind of goes back to like, especially like, I think our fathers and, you know, same thing with uh, your dad, Jake, like blue collar, like my dad was a UPS driver 30 years, you know? And so I saw how hard he worked and it's like, I just wanted to make him proud. And I remember you know, after the first couple of years of playing football and, you know, I really wasn't good. And like, you know, I didn't really have a lot of friends because it was like in a different area. And so I never really had those relationships until high school. And then once, you know, obviously you have the consistency of like, Hey, your friends in freshman year, you know, you're going to be friends with for the most part throughout high school. It allowed me to really cultivate that new identity as an athlete. And, you know, when I got into college, you know, it was still trying to embody that identity as an athlete. And, you know, I had suffered an MCL injury my sophomore year. So once that happened and my career was over and I had to go back to being just a regular student, that identity shift was hard. And, you know, and I mean, I went through depression and gained like over like 50 pounds. I was like 275, went up to 315. And so you can imagine just like that mental funk where it's like, man, I had no support no accountability, no direction, no idea of really who I was. And I realized at that point, it was a matter of what's my real purpose? Like, what do I really like want with my life in this, like, let's just say this next year. And I knew it was to play division one football. Like that was my dream. And then just through work and really kind of focusing on that vision, I lost a hundred pounds in that course of the year. I didn't make the team, but I transform myself physically and mostly mentally. And so, you know, I think when you have a, a certain identity and how you look at yourself, and I'm really curious to hear what your thoughts are, Nick, you know, when you're working with clients who have this self-belief or these limiting beliefs about themselves, and, you know, they really are kind of stuck in those old ways. What do you find has worked for your clients as far as just breaking out of those old limiting beliefs? And, you know, how do you kind of cultivate this new behaviors as it relates to like, you know, building new habits and overall transforming themselves to find like their ultimate purpose? Wow. Such a great question. And there's a lot, there's a lot in that story. Like we could dive in, you know, a lot of things brought up stuff about identity, about transformation, right? About fear and, you know, how self-preservation comes in. It's beautiful stories, man. And it's really amazing, you know, it's amazing what's possible when you have this clear vision, you have this clear dream, mm-hmm. what you want to create, right? You lost hundred pounds, like all of a sudden you were energized around this. And one of the things, just to kind of start at the beginning, all of the experiences that I've had, and I can relate with you guys just hearing this, a lot of those quick stories you've told, you know, everything that I experienced was for me to develop into somebody who could lead other people 
different, right. right? It's all these experiences that I had that I look back now and go like, man, that, those are really painful. Those are difficult. They're uncomfortable. You know, why did I hide like that? Why, you know, all this stuff. It was because I had to experience what it was like to be disconnected from my authentic self. I had to experience that so that I could relate. And now I have this deep empathy for people who are at that point, you know, and I can meet them where they're at and confidently, like with certainty, say, I can help you. You know, hang in there. I can help you. And the number one thing that has to happen in order to get somebody to make that leap is it has to be safe for them to play. And that's, it's like so perfect, man, with your story of being football, like it wasn't safe for you to play. Literally. You're like, no, I'm going to get hurt out there. <laughs> I'm not going to play. But it's true. Like metaphorically in, you know, in, in life, there's three things really that I help my clients with at, you know, high level. We do tons of stuff within this, but the number one thing is notice the fears that you have around being yourself. Right. Mm. We all have this. We all have so many fears. It, it seems crazy, right? But it, we have all these fears around being ourselves. And so once you can start to understand that and notice those and then create safety around that, like, okay, now it's safe for you to come out and, and be that part of yourself. Then we start to do stuff with the environment. And environment is like everything in your life. People, places, things, you know. So once you feel like, okay, it's safe for me to now kind of be myself and lean into that and practice that and play that, then we set up the environment to support that. Because the environment always wins, right? You could be like, hey, I'm, I know what I need to do. And if your environment is like supporting the old version of you or it's just not supporting you growing, then it's not going to happen. So now you need to tweak your environment. So there's a lot of different steps we take to create an environment that supports you. And mm -hmm. all of that is done so that you can then reconnect to purpose. So now you right. can connect to purpose and, you know, having that dream then helps you to move forward, right? With clarity, with energy. And it's not like, Oh, I want a good career, right? It's the bigger dream. What's the bigger dream? Like, what are you here to do? And right. the thing is like we, people, most people are going through the motions in life. That's, yeah. that's what I was doing. Right. That's like that. I'm doing it for everybody else. You know, that, that's mm -hmm. going through the motions. That's checking off the boxes. But at, over time, as we do that, we continue to hide ourselves. We continue to go through the motions. We lose sight of what that big dream is. So, you know, when we do those three things, right, when you get these three things going, your, your dream is really clear in your heart. You feel courageous to be yourself. And then you start like feeling like you're worthy to have the environment that's good for you. Mm -hmm. Well, things really start to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. isn't it crazy that like we live in a society that pushes the suppression of our truth and of our authenticity and who we really are? Yeah, Jake, that's a great, <laughs> great, great, great segue. <laughs> what I want to talk to Nick about. First of all, Nick, what you're doing is is amazing. And you know, I didn't I didn't have too too much time to jump into your website, but I got to see what I needed to see to understand where you're coming from and and what you're doing. And I believe what you're doing is at the core of how to light up performance from an individual from when, when, when working with an athlete. And that's actually going into their core, going into who they are from a spiritual, from a inside perspective, which kind of <laughs> reminded me of, um, of a story that I heard in one of my sobriety groups. There's a group that I go to, a Dharma recovery on Wednesday nights and this week was actually a story week where we would just like pull a story out of 
the refuge recovery book and we would read it. And so the gentleman that we were reading about, he played in like a ska punk band or something like that. And he, uh, he was drinking, drugging, doing his thing, but he was an avid meditator. He was great at meditating and he knew everything and all that he needed to know about the Buddha. Right. So you kind of look at that story, you know, like, dude, all right. So you're this spiritual dude, but you're doing all this other stuff. Right. That's causing suffering, which, you know, brought me to a place where I was like, okay, it really doesn't matter what you're doing from an external perspective. Right. Because you can you you'll get through it and you'll and you'll do whatever you need to do. But as soon as that starts affecting us internally, where we become so disjointed from from ourselves spiritually, whether you believe it or not, something happens. And where I'm going with this is you create a space where people can actually go to and it's safe enough that they can discover themselves, right? Because I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my story, right? So I'm an alcoholic and that was my thing. I had a bunch of problems with that, but then I added alcohol on top to make it even better, right? And so what happened was the way that I found consciousness was at the brink of suicide. And I didn't need to find it that way, <laughs> but, that's, but that's how the story was written for me. But I could only imagine if I had someone like you in my life where you took me out on this adventure, you took me up some mountain and I was all alone and I had the time to just be with myself, be with me and actually meet myself where I'm at. And maybe, just maybe, I would have found out that drinking led to suffering and suffering was what was causing me to spiral out of control and so on and so forth. So how does that relate to performance, right? At the core, we got to know who we are. You know, I'm, I'm a strength and conditioning coach and I preach that all the time. And my athletes probably look at me like, yo, what is this dude talking about? <laughs> but we need guys like you in the mix because you have a way to lead people to that realm, to find that inner peace. When I refer to home, I refer to home as to me. When I'm coming home, I'm coming home to myself now. I ain't coming home to Jack Daniels. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so thank you, right? And so my question is, how is that experience when you see that individual actually tapping into themselves and really coming to grips with those different versions of, them, of themselves when you're up on a mountain or, you know, going through some jungle or something like that? Man, powerful stuff. <laughs> this group is, is incredible. Thank you for that. Yeah, there's, there's so much um, that I'm taking away from that. There's, you know, it is a spiritual occupation, right? I, hands down. That's like entrepreneurship is a spiritual journey, period. Being a coach is like, woo, 10x that. You know, all of you guys, like any coaching is life coaching. So the stuff that you guys are bringing is right on, man, because it's not just about lifting weights, not just about nutrition, right? It's all about, mm -hmm. it's all about connecting to who you are, you know, you're worthy, right? Like all those things are limiting performance. They're all drags on our, you know, our ability to be a peak performance. This is like the, you know, this is like the, the decoder ring, like the secret formula, right? It's, like, it's not just like going out there and grinding and doing all the things like, yeah, you got to do that. You got to put effort into it. 
but the personal growth, the personal development, the personal freedom is what's going to just crack it wide open for anything that you want to do in creative life. You know, the other thing I just want to highlight, you know, is, is for you that consciousness was at the brink of suicide, which you know, I'm so grateful that you're here, that you had that awareness at that point. A lot of people don't, but we're all addicted. We're all addicted to something, right? And, oh, and, yeah. and at a very basic level, we're addicted to suffering mm-hmm. because it's safer. So we're, we're all there. We're all on a similar type of journey when you really, you know, boil it down. And my approach is to bring people through this like process, this transformation of becoming a playful adventurer, right? And we, you know, a lot of tactical things that we do to kind of reprogram, right? To be able to let go of like, it doesn't have to be done that way. You know, you yeah. can do it this way. You can, you know, so maybe we'll dive into that, but yeah, I mean, to your, to your final question there, like, I'm a conduit. And I had this realization fairly recently, actually, that it's not about me. You know, I have these ideas, like I have the dream that comes through my human brain, but I'm really a conduit. And this is so much bigger than me. Like this is, you know, Jake mentioned in the beginning, leading a revolution of freedom. I'm just one of the leaders. That's not my revolution, Mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of other coaches that I know, you know, that I'm very close with who are doing something similar. It's ultimately about freeing other people, right? It's about freeing the people. That's the revolution, you know, is to move from like what Eckhart Tolle says is the collective mind patterns that have kept humans in bondage for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's like that. I, I just love that. I'm like, yes, that's what it's all about. We've all agreed. You know, another great book, The Four Agreements. I'm just mm-hmm. diving yep. into you now. Yeah. You know, we've all agreed collectively to live this way, to believe these things, to do these things this way. And we all have the opportunity to change that, to do it a different way. But it is, it is one by one right now. You know, it's a very personal, individual journey. Maybe at some point we'll get some more technologies, you know, some more human technology where we can mass, create mass transformation. And, you know, the groups kind of touch on that a little bit, but right now it's one-on-one. And so, you know, when I see someone have that experience, all of that comes into play. I'm just like, I agree. The thing is what you just said, right? I believe it has to be personal. Yeah. Because now if we, if we write some algorithm and blast that out there, something's going to happen. And, and I don't think it's going to be for the good, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's something about the personal touch that we need as humans yeah. Because if it comes through an app, I think it can be dangerous and it can be taken yeah. in a whole different way. There's something about sitting in a room with people sharing experiences. When I was in detox, you know, they, they give you all sorts of drugs to like detox your system, especially when you're coming off of alcohol. Like day three, we went into a room and, and one of the drugs that they gave me like made me sleepy. Like it just like as soon as I sat down, I would like fall asleep. But then we were doing this exercise where it was just music related. And they were like, hey, just pick a song, pick, pick whatever song that comes to mind. And so I picked my wedding song and they played it. The minute they played that, I just started freaking pouring, like crying like a like like a baby. And there was something about that experience being with a community of people and people just coming over to me and kind of touching my shoulder and saying it's going to be all right. There was something so uplifting about that. You know, and, and that started just unlocking the gates for me, like the vulnerability gates, right? Yeah. 
So I really think that there's the, the personal is just so important that it can't be taken away. It absolutely cannot. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree, man. It's, it's, it's about the human connection. That's a huge piece of it, right? To create that safety. Talked about a little earlier. And, you know, when you're going on a big adventure, like when you're, you know, kicking off onto some kind of transformational journey, like you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't go it alone. Yeah. You don't want to go it alone, right? Because it's mm-hmm. just, there's a lot out there, right? I mean, out there in terms of like the things that you're going to be faced with. Yep. Ultimately, it's all in, internal, right? But, and that's, that's why it's one of the reasons I love what I do, right? Because I get to be that guide who walks with that person, you know, meets them where they're at and then walks with them as far and as deep as they want to go. I'll t- tell you a story about one of my players. She was like your typical corporate executive, right? She's mm-hmm. VP level and it's mm-hmm. a big company and she's like angry and burnt out and overwhelmed. But she had this like deep calling to do meaningful work, right? To contribute mm-hmm. to like social issues in her community and all that kind of stuff. But she felt profoundly stuck. Right? She didn't think she had the time and the energy, like she just totally burnt out. You know, so then we go through this process that I described, right? It, it, it takes time to reconnect to that stuff and to feel safe. But going through that process, she the other day we actually had a session and it was a Monday morning. She goes, you know, I woke up this morning connected to a tremendous sense of purpose. Mm. And, and she goes, and, and I didn't have the Sunday night scaries, you know. <laughs> nice that's what it's all about you know and i could there's no way i could have you know six months ago been like hey here's the answer right yeah. this is what you got to do and you'll be fine you connect to purpose that's all you gotta do right <laughs> she had to walk that path you know that nice. had to be that guy create that safe space and help her to discover you know the journey for herself but yeah that was one of those experiences ah yes <laughs> this is what it's about because now she's sleeping better. She was having insomnia. She's sleeping better. Mm-hmm. She's eating better. She's got more energy. She's having more playful experiences. Her team is thriving, right? She's at a newer company. So she was kind of dealing with that transition too. Her team's getting called out at company meetings like, hey, you're doing such a great job, like doing this impact. Like she's feeling seen as a leader, you know, and it's just, it's like, it's incredible. incredible. That's, that's, that's called the life PR. Ladies and gentlemen, the folks out there that's, that's trying to figure out what that is. That should be a thing. That is a life PR. Thing now. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. you hit a life PR today? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's that yeah. intersection right there that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. That's and, so beautiful. Um, so and, the, and the Haitian culture, you would be considered a legba. And a, a legba is a spirit. He's a... He's, he or she, uh, the spirit is considered a gatekeeper and he or she opens doors for people. Mm. So you would be a legba. So the Ooh. Americans call it voodoo. It's not really, it's not voodoo. It's voodoo. Voodoo. And you would be a legba, man. Good work. You're Thank doing you, man. I'm getting, I'm getting chills here. Like, I appreciate that. <laughs> that's, that's how, you know, I, that's how serious I, I do take this. You know, like I, I approach my life with as much play and, you know, lightness and love and all that kind of stuff. But it is a very serious call. I've seen that, you know, for myself as like the one who comes down beside, you know, the person that's ready, like, yeah. ready? here it is. We can do this, you know, and it's that invitation to adventure to your dream. And so 
Appreciate that. It's that's a leg bar, man. Appreciate that reflection. It's it's so powerful too, Nick. Like Chris said, the work you're doing is, and I feel like even just this conversation is exposing me even deeper to like, oh my gosh, the work you're doing is so so powerful and it's so needed in the world. And you know, like for myself, uh, you know, growing up and and no like wrongdoing by either of my parents, but like I feel like I having a, a safe container to really like be myself and express really like how I feel. It's like, I never really had that. So I got that through having brothers like Pat and Chris and you, Nick and coaches in my life and mentors in my life and, and other men or women who have been able to open up that container for me that has really helped free me from internal shackles within myself that were like holding me down. And it's like, you know, to have that container is like, it is so monumental. It's been so monumental for me. And I know even like to the extent of like with people that I work with, with clients, it's, you know, a lot of times some of our sessions are more of like, it's like a therapy session, you know, I'm listening to like what's going on in their lives and, and providing some insight. And it's deeper than just like this, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to squat today. We're going to freaking do some pull-ups today. You know, sometimes it is that, but other times, you know, there's that deeper place. And I'm so glad that I can do that for other people. But I think where I'm going with this really is saying that like what you're doing is so powerful and like is so important to this world. man. And I really, really appreciate the work that you're doing. And I'm just like freaking blown away right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Jake. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, it's really powerful to just have those opportunities to pause and reflect you know, there's a lot of different ways to do that. You know, I'm biased. I think coaching is one of the best ways, <laughs> but there's a lot of ways you can do it, you know, and ultimately, yeah, take those moments and just think about like, when you look back in your life, what do you want that to have looked like? What do you want to have created? We don't get to control the outcome, right? That's never the case, but we get to put some intention into it. Right? We get to put some energy and we get to get out there and play for our dream, right? Try things out, connect with people, you know, learn the tools to grow our intuition and to lean into trust and learn how not to judge experiences, right? So that we just become these more able-bodied players for whatever game we want to play in life. There's, you know, there's a lot of that stuff that applies globally, right? To what you're trying to do. So, yeah. And I appreciate you guys for having this, man. This, it's, this is such a courageous act. Like this would be, you know, in the freedom revolution, this is, this is considered, this is one of those key courageous acts, right? It really is. It's, it's grassroots, you know, podcasting is still that it's cool. Yeah. Anyone can do it. Right. And get, start getting some messages out there. Cause ultimately that's what we need to do. We need to share these messages of inspiration. You know, a lot of people yeah. don't even, haven't even heard this. They're like, they're going to hear this podcast and be like, what? Yeah. I don't have to do that. I get to yeah. choose. Yeah. I get to choose my like, what is that about? You know? And that might be the, the spark or the seed that right. gets planted, you know? So yeah. I appreciate you guys doing this and being courageous. You know, the, the world needs people to be more playful, more courageous and more free. Yeah. Yeah. And for those people then go out and use their yeah. unique superpowers, right? Keep doing their own work. Use their gifts to go free more people. Definitely. And, and I, and I, de- I definitely see too that trend on how the, the industry is going. You know, you definitely do see a lot more, you know, life coaches and people talking about mindfulness and mental health. Like I just saw something on Instagram today. It was like an NFL player who was kind of just talking about anxiety and depression and 
it's crazy to think because I remember when I was in high school, I never saw any commercials about that kind of stuff, you know, and to see it like on the NFL as an example, being like very mainstream and a lot of people, you know, watch football like myself to, to kind of start to get that message out there. And especially I think with COVID and what it did for a lot of people, you know, I think COVID honestly was the bomb we needed for everyone yes. to literally like wake up, you know, yes. it's like, it's like in the matrix, you know, when Neo's like, you know, it's like Morpheus tells him like, Hey, you can take the red or the blue, you know, if you take this pill, you know, you're just going to go back to your just normal life and, and nothing will seem like anything happened. And then if you take this pill, you know, prepare yourself for like, what's to come. It's almost like good and bad, but it's like, you know, you realize like where you're living and how you're living is not what you want. So, you know, something has to change. So it's a matter of like, damn, this is really scary because I'm really uncertain of what's going to happen if I take this pill. But I know if I take it, there's going to be some good on the other side of that. And, you know, I think with this podcast, bringing on coaches like yourself and hearing your story and, you know, we're all kind of sharing our message. I think, you know, the whole goal, right, is to really bring awareness to a lot of people because like you said, I mean, most people don't really invest in their personal development. And, you know, I feel like with a lot of the conversations I have with clients, it's more and more about mindset and how they look at situations and less about reps and sets and exercises and stuff. And even for people who do come to me with that mentality of, oh, like I thought you were a trainer. It's like, yeah, I'm a personal trainer, but at the same token, working out and nutrition is a very, very small part of your life. It's a really good vehicle to get started. And, you know, if you're at a place in your life where you're not happy with how you look, like, you know, you can definitely channel it and see some changes. But at the end of the day, you know, we're all trying to make these changes on our bodies for what? To get attention from someone else, right? If, if you're single, you know, you know, most girls that I train, like they want a boyfriend or they want that companion. So it's like, I want to do whatever I need to do to look good, to potentially mate. And it's funny because it's so biological, the fact that how we basically want to survive as human beings, you know, like women, obviously ancestrally, right. were the gatherers and men were the hunters. I mean, that's why you see so many guys like really, I think like with Gary V and a Grant Cardone and a lot of the last 10 years of their content, Ty Lopez, it's like, they kind of inspired a lot of young men. And like, I was one of them to like really drive for success. But Yo, I think Pat, Pat, I'm going to stop you right there real quick, man. Men are hunters and women are the gatherers. No, I'm saying like that. That was like the old way of going about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like more mainstream stuff, like what most people consume. Like that's how they see it. But what we're yeah. doing is like we're trying to show people like that's not how it is. It's actually never how it was, especially nowadays. Like I said, I mean, women can be CEOs, women can be the president, right? I mean, it's what I'm saying, I guess, is just more so like we need to bring that awareness and social media being a very, obviously a big thing that a lot of people consume. And that's where most of their attention is. I think it's very uplifting to see a lot, like I said, coaches like ourselves, and we're starting to kind of spread that message, you know, like I said, as it relates to self-awareness and, you know, if you're not happy with where you're at, you know, fitness is that first step, but then looking beyond that, if you're not happy with how you look, and even when you get to that point, it doesn't make you happy. You know, you still have to actually have that purpose. You know, and that, and like I said, I, I think more and more as we start to, you know, have these conversations where we create an environment that's comfortable for people to express these things, yeah. only then are they going to be able to make those changes 
to get into fear and, and get outside their comfort zone and do things that they haven't done before to see the results that they actually want, you know? Perfect. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, know I, I just, I just I know don't want the people. I don't want the people to kill you for that one, man. <laughs> no, no, no. But like I said, you know, you gotta, a, especially I mean, nowadays, Pat, you gotta be careful. Nah. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't give a shit. I, I don't give a shit either. So, I mean, like you take it or you want, you know? So it's like at the end of the day, right. I'm sharing you with you, my opinion and kind of yeah, how yeah. I see it. But at the end of the day, right. The whole point of what I was trying to make is that people like Nick, people like us, this podcast, yeah. it's, purposely there to show, Hey, you know, this shit's uncomfortable. You need that uncomfort. And, you know, I think sometimes too, we can almost cradle people too much and care about too much of their opinions. But I feel sometimes mm. too, you do need a little slap in the face like COVID, right? It slapped everyone in the face. So it's like, you know, yeah, I get it. You got to care about what people's feelings are nowadays. And, you know, shit, man, like you say one thing and it's like, it rubs you the wrong way. But, you know, I think at some point too, like the right person isn't going to perceive it that way. You know, if they're in a place right now where they're trying to make these changes and they're trying to seek out that information, I mean, like I said, I mean, if it were me, I wouldn't see that as a negative thing. I, I would just see like, okay, this guy is trying to make his point. Let me hear the rest of what he has to say, you know? So, I mean, that's kind of, like I said, what I was trying to make a point, but I think, you know, you, you bring up the point and you really highlight that there are all these kind of stories, right? All these kind of agreements, like four agreements would say, you know, that collectively we've bought into at some point in our evolution, right? That, oh, things are a certain way. Like, you know, you, you should do this because you're this kind of person or this, you know, I'll, just, I'll share a real quick story. I was in middle school. I was in chorus and I joined the chorus because I, I love to sing, right? I grew up going to church and my favorite part of church was singing the hymns. And I was the kid out there just like belting them out, you know, <laughs> I was loving it. And I got into chorus and I did a couple of rehearsals and then somewhere along the way, I got the idea in my head. See, I was a soprano, right? So I had a really high voice when I sang and then somehow I got in my head that as a man, I wasn't supposed to have a high voice like that. And so I quit, quit course. I loved it. I love singing. Wow. And I just, I'm just having this realization very recently in my path too. I reconnected to that memory. I'm like, man, you know, somewhere along the way, I picked it up. I don't think it was apparent. I don't think, you know, I remember the, the leader of the course asking me to stay. Hey, we really need sopranos. I'd love to have you here. You got a good voice, you know, but somewhere along the way, I picked up this belief and that was it. That was the way it was supposed to be. So I was going to, you know, again, an example of like burying a piece of me, but also, you know, falling victim to these collective mind patterns, these stories, these, you know, cultural beliefs. So it is a good point. And ultimately we are in the matrix, right? Like that's it. I mean, you could use all sorts of different metaphors, but that one fits pretty well right now mm -hmm. that, you know, at some point you do get that option to take the blue pill or take the red pill. And COVID was absolutely that on a mass scale. A Dude. lot of people are rethinking how they want to live their lives. We've all had to do things differently. And, you know, all the you know, difficulties notwithstanding, I'm so grateful for, for COVID and, Man. you know, possibilities that it's opened up for so many people and how they want to live their lives. I feel like COVID was such an incredible experience. Like when, I, I know, and I know that not everybody 
experienced it that way. Like people lost their jobs, people lost their homes, people, you know, there's things that happen with that. That is like, you know, my, my heart goes out to those people. For me, like I felt like I had so much more introspection time. I felt like I was able to slow down for once. Like, whoa, okay. Gym shut down. Oh, damn. Okay, cool. Like, okay. I'm not, I'm not going into work anymore right this second. Like now I have to get creative. Now I have more time to spend with myself. Now I have more time to just create and and reconnect. You know, and and I feel like that kind of ties into, you know, what we're talking about here is like yeah. reconnecting with ourselves and reconnecting with what we want. But on the contrast there, and I guess it could be considered blue pill, is like there's a lot of people I know who started drinking in excess or drugging in excess or whatever it was. Cause it's like, Oh shit, I have so much more time on my hands now. I got to fill it with something, <laughs> you know? And that's, that's challenging. That's, I, I hope that those people have a moment where they can awaken and be like, Oh wow. You know, there, there's something beyond this. There's a deeper purpose beyond this. Yeah. It, it's pretty interesting to have experienced this on such a, such a huge scale, but like, you know, Joseph Campbell, you guys familiar with his work? He came up with the concept of the hero's journey. He's a really, really cool guy. I've just been digging into him quite a bit lately. You know, it's that classic start to the hero's journey is, you know, everything's fine. We're comfortable. We're like in our little village, you know, and everything. And all of a sudden this, you know, leg bug comes up and is like, hey, you know, you got to go hit the, hit the trail. You got to save this, this princess or whatever, right? You go find the Holy Grail. You know, you got to do it. And then and oftentimes there's resistance right away, right? And so the, the soon-to-be hero is like, nope, I don't want that. Mm. But in that resistance, things get worse. Yeah. Because this is your path, buddy, right? Like, this is it. So it's a perfect example. People, you know, got this kind of wake up. Hey, there's a different way to do it. And they were like, nope. And they start drinking and then they start having conflict in their relationships and all this stuff. You know, I, I believe it's because of that resisting what's next, what's inevitable in some senses. Yeah, Nick, for, for all the listeners out there, I have this question. So, you know, when I look through the feeds, when I look, you know, even, you know, you Google, whatever, there's a lot of lifestyle, life coach, whatever folks popping up, right? A lot, right? It's, it's, it's amazing. And it's, and it's great. It's great. But, my question is, how does one bet that out, right? Because there, there are so many. And like, I look at you, right? It may just be luck, but I can connect with you spiritually, even though yeah. through this virtual thing that we're in right now. But yeah. I bet if we were face-to-face, we can connect on a spiritual level, yeah. right? With all of this influx of just people, just life coaches coming at you, how does one figure it out, right? Because we can't, do we sit down and have an hour conversation and I, and I tell you all about myself? You know what I mean? Yeah. How does, how do you vet that out? Because now you're just talking about your, your spirit and how do you like quantify that and say, oh, yeah, I want Nick as my life coach. No, I want Pat. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. How does one do it, that? It's a great question. I appreciate you asking that because you know, the industry really is, is just expanding so rapidly. Yeah. It's fairly new right? as far as industries go. I mean, you know, 30, 40 years since the very beginning. And it's just now really catching the, you know, the eye of the masses, if you will. So there's a couple of different ways to answer this. One is like the most important thing you can do is choose the right teacher, right? Like if you want to learn martial arts or you want to learn how to cook or, you know, anything, the most important first thing you need to do is choose the right teacher. 
So it is important to choose the right coach. There's a lot of different ways you could do it. You know, you can ask around. Maybe you have a friend who has done some coaching and you can kind of start your exploration that way. There's online reviews and stuff like that, but, you know, some of that can be sort of gamed. And the fact is there's a lot of people out there who are not going to be the right coach for you. So some of it is just really committing to that process of finding a coach. You know, like if it's, if it's that important that you're ready to really explore coaching, then, you know, be okay with, give yourself some permission to take some time to find the right coach. So that's what I would say at first. And then any worthwhile coach is going to have some kind of exploratory process, right? And it might be 15 minutes. It might be an hour. I personally, right now, I'm still offering an hour-long coaching call called the Live Your Adventure Experience. And that's, and that, that's open to you guys. That's open to anybody listening. Just reach out and have a genuine coaching conversation. What you'll see is a lot of coaches have like a strategy call, which is really a sales call. And, you know, and oftentimes a high-pressure sales call, which is not the way that I do things. And I personally, you know, again, this is my bias, but I don't, I don't believe that's the way it should be done. You know, so, so basically that is all to say that, you know, you got to use your judgment a little bit, getting in there, take advantage of these free exploratory calls and then use your judgment, right? Does this feel like a good fit? It feels high pressure. Doesn't mean they might not be a great coach, but if it doesn't feel like the right process for you, then don't do it, right? And it's, it's kind of cool because now I'm seeing this as like, this is already the beginning. You're already on the journey, right? When you're even thinking about, when you're starting to reach out to coaches, because you're going to get, you're going to get coached, right? In these exploratory sessions, you're going to get some coaching. You're going to start to figure out what it is you're looking for. And you're already starting to step into your own power by taking responsibility, you know, to like compare and look and, you know, get clear in your head as, as much as you can during that initial process. So I don't know if that really answers it, but. No, that, that does. That does. I think that's what we as an audience need to hear from yeah. a coach. Yeah. The biggest thing is that energy's got to be right, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I firmly believe everybody needs a coach. Yeah. I'm just not the coach for everyone. Yeah. Right? So, that's so, nice. That's man. it. I take you, I, I take you as a person that at least this is how, how I feel is you will probably, I would think, tell somebody if you didn't feel it was a good fit, you know, I feel like you have that, that sense of, of understanding, and knowing like yeah. whether or not, Oh, you know, cause I, I've had that too with people sometimes where it's yeah. like, ah, I'll, I think I'll refer you to someone else. It might be a yeah. better fit, you know? And I will say too, there are, it's, it's almost like so many people nowadays are trainers or life coaches. And, and it yeah. is like Chris, you said, it's, it's, it is great that, that people have, hopefully they're coming from a good intention. They're coming from a good place, but yeah. there also are quite a lot of frauds out there too, who I don't want to say frauds, but people who say, Oh, I do this, but it's like, Ooh, you know, like what, maybe there's some good intention, but like, really, what, what are you trying to do here? Is it, is, my question is always, is it driven by the ego? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like if what the is the ego's uh, driving it? Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a skip you player. I know a thing or two about the ego. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't have issues. Yeah. 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 And, and I will say from my own experience, to all the listeners out there, even Pat and Chris, 
you know, my experience with Nick and the uh, Adventure Academy is uh, he's a super powerful coach. He's very in tune. It's very, very clear to me that he's done the work himself. You know, he's not reading a book and then regurgitating it. He's done the work. He's living it. He's not yeah. talking it. He's living it. Yes. And and that's something that walk you can, walk. That's something I can feel. And I, I, I know people who have done work with you also feel and and i'm actually really excited to hopefully you have some form of like a nature thing soon because i even or even the rock climbing thing like i really want to go to to uh one of those events because i love connecting back with nature and i think it's it's something that as society we've become so disconnected from and i've been having this longing for a deeper purpose beyond just the everyday, even beyond coaching. And I know my coaching yeah. has such a deep purpose in this life and being a father and a partner, but it's like this deeper calling for like my soul, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I feel nature helps with that. So anyway. Yeah, no, you're spot on, man. It's, it's, you're ready. You, you're leveled up. You got a big, big dream. Big dream. Bigger, <laughs> bigger than any of us realize probably. And nature is. Nature is just that. It's an amplifier, you know? It's there. It's just waiting for us, you know? Yeah. It's there for to support us. And, uh, Get outside. Right? Totally, Get outside. man. I'm going to after this. We only have a couple minutes left here. Yeah. Pat or Chris, I don't know if you guys have any questions left. Uh, one thing I do, Nick, would love for you to share is like people who are listening, like where can they find you? You know, yeah. do you have any events coming up? Like what are some things that, that you have that people can take advantage of? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So, you know, I've got these rock climbing coaching events. I'm going to be putting them on once a month. That's the plan. So, you know, know. keep just checking out the website, nickdevlincoaching.com. That's where you can find pretty much all the stuff that's going on. Uh, You can find the events on the events page. And uh, if right now they're in Concord, New Hampshire, but I'm expanding that out as they continue to grow. I'm going to take them all over the country and all over the world eventually. So if you're listening and you're not in New Hampshire, but you want to do something like that, let me know and we'll, we'll get it set up. So yeah, check out the website, uh, get on the email list. I'm using that a lot to, you know, so people on the email list are finding out first, they're finding out, you know, they're getting extra value, um, getting the deals and stuff like that. So, and come check out a free, uh, live your adventure call. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a great way, you know, to start your journey. So yeah. thank uh, you, Nick, man. Thank man. you so much for, thank uh, you, Nick. You know, taking the time out of your day. I know you have a lot of stuff going on and that's what I appreciate. Dude, I appreciate it so much, man. Like we're all, we're all busy people. And you know, I I got so much value from this and I know people listening are going to too. So thank you for the work you're doing, brother. So much, so much love, man. So much love. Much, much love go out to you, man. Good work, baby. (laughs) Do work, son. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing the work, baby. 